Welcome to the Guest X Podcast, where my co-host Brian O'Malley and I uncover the latest technologies and human-driven initiatives that are raising customer expectations and forever changing how we define customer experience across a host of industries. If you are passionate about creating incredible content and unique experiences, join us as we talk to leading product and experience experts across the globe and learn about how today's most successful brands are setting themselves apart from the competition. Well, thank you. So we are here. This is uh, this is going to be our last interview with some of the influencers who did the house today. And thank you, Holly, Brad, our faux farmhouse, yep. right, is the handle on Instagram. And I guess it, we're sitting in my favorite room. In my oh, room. Is, oh. It? is it? Yeah. We hadn't talked Seriously. about this. Okay. Oh, thank Wait, it was you. the yeah. one room where I walked. They opened the door and I was like, wow. Yeah. Um, yeah. Thank you. That means a lot. Thanks, yeah. guys. No, absolutely. Yeah. And it, just a really clean look to the, to this room. But I'd love for you guys just to give us a little bit. I, I love the husband-wife story, right? And how you guys got started in this business. Um, you know, I'd love to, for you to tell that story. Sure. Um, well, Brad has been DIYing for our entire marriage. We are coming up on almost 18 years. We're at 17 and a half. Congratulations. Thank you. And <laughs> um, so he's always been DIYing out of necessity, um, and then just about six years ago, uh, a friend of ours said, you should start sharing this online. Why are you not sharing this? And I just was like, I didn't even know that was a thing. I didn't know people were sharing like projects online besides blogging, which I, I had never had any passion for. I don't love writing. And so, um, well, side note as well, real quick. So she had her personal Instagram handle and we'd always been doing projects. Like she yeah. said, since we got married and occasionally we'd slip some of the, our home projects into her personal feed. And also her parents were like, hey, you know, we like we like the products and all, but we really the want to they'd see. They'd comment and like head full and they'd be like, where's the grandbabies? And I'm like, yeah. so yeah, it was a little nudge. So that combined with the nudge from friends. Yeah. So yeah. we were like, okay, like we'll, we'll try this. We'll give it, we'll give it a try. Why not? Who cares? And um, obviously it was just a fun hobby that we did. Um, we, yeah. We went into it with no expectations of anything. Well, Which seems to be really the... It seems to be a common theme yeah. among those who have really had Actually, success. All it's, three of them. Well, and yeah, and just in general, I feel like there's an authenticity, which is why you become an influencer yeah. in a space. Yeah. There's clearly talent. Like yeah. you can't just be authentic and bad. Right. But right. it's that combination of, hey, look, you know, if, if we can rise to a level, that'd be great. But we're doing this because it's a passion. Yeah. Right? And yeah. that's that's cool. And six years ago when we started doing this, there was no such thing as right. influencers. No, yeah. There yeah. there was no end game in this for us because it didn't even exist. There was no yeah, now just you get getting famous for on Instagram. I want to be an influencer. Yeah. I know it's wild that yeah, like kids, it's like, what do you want to be when you grow up an influencer? It's like, whoa. Like, and they what? were trying to figure out Instagram at that time. I mean, it yeah. Was, yeah. The, the we technology didn't, wasn't really that's there. right. Mm -mm. That's right. At that time it was still chronological feeds. Yeah. There wasn't even stories when we started our, our faux farmhouse on Instagram. So uh, we've been here, I feel like, through all of the changes. And uh, and so that's been really, I don't know, that, that's been really unique for us because we've kind of seen it since the beginning. Yeah. Um, probably about a year into it, we were like, okay, someone had asked us for our rates. And we were like, wait, you What's can that? make money doing this? <laughs> <laughs> doing it for free. And so we had been, we thought, this is really neat if we can just like, People that want us to advertise their products, they're giving us these products. We'll try them. Brad will DIY with them, and I'll record the process. And then we started figuring out that um, people are asking us for pricing. So I guess we give them pricing now, too. And our end goal, the only the only end goal we've ever had was to, wouldn't it be great 
if we got sponsored by Home Depot and they paid for my material and like you know, what I, if? Yeah, that and that awesome. was our end all. That would be awesome. And that happened at like year like one and a half, like eighteen months in. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So we hit that high, it. And we, we hit the like, ceiling. Okay, like I guess we need to set loftier goals. <laughs> yeah, it's just, so, but here we are six years later, still working with them, and it's, it's and such and an literally honor. our goal really never changed because um, as we took a moment and kind of started writing this Instagram ride, um, we were. Uh, I don't know. We had a lot of opportunities come our way and we, uh, many of them were TV shows and um, mm-hmm. things like that. And as we sat back and asked ourselves, what do we really want from this? Like it wasn't something that we thought was going to go anywhere. Um, we decided that TV and all of that just isn't for us. And and we have a very young family. Like I said, we have yep. five mm-hmm. kids. We're in the thick of raising them and we're trying to raise them to, you know, be good humans and yeah, enjoy um, them. Enjoy them. Mm-hmm. And a lot of that means presence in our presence in our home with them while they're at this like critical age um, in their upbringing. So um, we've pretty much turned down everything that's come our way. That's, that's awesome. Just, um, impressive. Because you, yeah. you, know, you watch some of these families online. Look, what they do is impressive. I think every, each person has to figure out their own what way. What works for right? them. But you are giving up. There's a privacy factor that just the more and more it's in your house, yeah. the more you're giving up and yeah. you have to make those and, conscious decisions. Not only from decisions. that aspect too, but like we've done some media campaigns and stuff where the stress levels are beyond high. And you think about that, having cameras in your phone, cam, excuse me, cameras in your home that are like a microscope on every little action word you're saying. Yeah. And it's just not a recipe for I just think, and I a think healthy relationship. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, yeah, for the marriage, for the kids. Yeah. But, the relationship. Yeah. but in that same sentence, it's to each their own. So some people right. can- Some people thrive in it. Yeah. Some yep. people thrive right. in that. Absolutely. We've had a couple of touches with it where we see that it, it kind of drains us. And yeah. so that's not great for us, yep. but it doesn't mean it doesn't work for people. No, I but think you know, it's, it's about figuring yes, out who you are you. and what works. Yes. So, so we, so. yeah, we came to find out that that was not for, that was not our end goal. So our, our goal has just been like what we've been doing, which is working with amazing companies like Home Depot yeah. and really creating that relationship with our companies. A lot of them are long-term brands that mm-hmm. we've been, uh, we've been working with Home Depot for five years now. So um, it's been an incredible experience. So let's talk about this project in particular. Yeah. Have you guys designed vacation rentals before? Never. No, never. So this is your first. So I'm actually not really a designer. I mean, I went to no schooling for this. I, I actually yeah. have my um, degree in elementary education. I'm, uh, I went to school to become a teacher. Instead, I had a classroom of kids instead in my own home. Um, so I guess it's good I got my degree. Um, but I was never trained. Brad's never trained in anything he's done. It's literally been like uh, out of necessity. We um, had. We're super poor. We had no going to college. We bought our first house um, when we had first gotten married. Uh, in Provo, uh, Utah, and the house was built in 1943, pretty much all original. Um, and we bought it knowing that we were going to get renters in the basement, okay. um, and that they would help us pay our mortgage. Sure. Yeah. Um, and so but then it wasn't up to code. we quickly found out it wasn't up to code, but we had already bought the house. So Brad starts scraping asbestos ceiling without oh, a face covering, <laughs> and we are. We're yet to see but that's that was him he was he was scraping it he was making the correct windows for fire code stuff and that's that's literally the first diy he ever did and that was just out of necessity and so that's kind of how it and that and that house presented some fun little opportunities yeah. um i mean the the carpet in that thing was completely hammered i mean you had college students living yeah. stuff and yeah. just you know whatever and i remember lifting up one of the corners of the carpet one time where the vent was and there's original oak floors underneath it. From like 1940. Wow. And I was like, this is a gold mine. Yeah. And so 
I had to start researching. YouTube wasn't, I mean, it was there, but it didn't right. have the. Didn't have nearly but it has yeah. yeah, I mean, that's, yeah. This so was 17 to, years ago. Yeah. So I had to research the heck out of like, how do I refinish these floors? What do I do? Um, went to Home Depot a lot, asked the pro services guys, like, hey, can you guys help me out? <laughs> like, what? Yeah. What do I do? And so got a lot of advice from them, went to paint stores and stuff and kind of just. Yeah. figure things out and so i just kind of this built on that little by quite little the project to right. also begin with <laughs> well so you you did the room we're sitting in um but let's start with the kitchen because i think one yep. of the things in the kitchen and and i guess dining room area there and a little bit of a family room but one of the things that impressed me and brian and i've talked about this is purposeful design right you actually to enlarge the space you took out some mm -hmm. some cabinets because mm -hmm. in a vacation rental um you know there's not somebody usually living there for long, long periods of time. So right. the need for storage. So as you looked at this project, did you kind of try to put yourself in the mind of who's going to be absolutely. in here? And yeah, absolutely. Talk, talk to us about that. So I usually do our booking when I'm doing, um, like when we're looking for a place to stay online, um, a vacation home, and yep. I'm looking for certain things. So I tried to, in that space and in the whole house, I tried to look for things that I'm generally looking for. So with five kids, space. <laughs> space. <laughs> but but just like conveniences, things yep. that make my vacation stay easier. Um, so we personally don't, don't drink coffee, but we know that literally almost everyone else does. Right. And so we wanted that space. We wanted that to have like this hotel feel yep. where you can just grab and go. We have the coffee station, which is why we took out the cabinets that were there before, because we wanted that, that cart, that coffee station to have its own space. We felt like that would be like people when they're scrolling, what sets this property apart? It has this whole little nook um for coffee space mm -hmm. and um and having all of the things that you need there the mugs the creamers the um the coffee beans like everything that you need and so you're not having to run to the store to get things really quickly or you've caught a late flight and you can't stop for it yeah. um so we just tried to think of making it as functional as and as convenient as possible um then again i wouldn't personally design if i was doing a home that i was going to live in um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't just make my whole design off of a coffee station right? Yeah. Uh, because there's, there's bigger things that you're wanting space yeah. for if you're going to live there full time. So it was really, really neat being able to design that space. Uh, we did the same thing in the living room with the way the couch pointed yeah. in my Brian home. Commented on yeah. this earlier. Yeah. It, was, it was one of my favorite things because yeah. it's so simple. You used a canvas, right? Your right. canvas is the lake. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's beautiful. Yes. It's, it's unbelievable. And then yeah. most people just try to fit in as much seating as possible, forgetting right. what they're really supposed to be looking at. Yeah. And you guys just achieved that yeah. using intelligent seating mm -hmm. and positioning. That's right. And we knew that we had the outdoor seating as well. So we knew that we were able to have just the amount of seating that we needed pointed and positioned. This whole house, every single room, you'll notice everything is positioned looking out. Yeah. And that is because we want to take advantage of the Berkshires. That's why we're here. Yeah. And so that was definitely um, in our design mind while we did that. Um, normally, like in, in my own, own home, uh, the couches are pointed towards the TV, sure. right? Yeah. Because we're not just looking out at the trees that's out in the backyard. You know, we're, we're, we're looking at the TV. So this, yeah. again, was the vacation you know, Tim Rosolio from Verbo mentioned a couple times, but I thought it was really captured in your space downstairs where, you know, the whole thing feels like it was meant to bring people together. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I think one of the things that I really appreciated was while a lot of us go away to vacation and want to be intentional about being present, mm -hmm. the space itself can either help or deter that. 
Absolutely. Right. And if it makes it harder to be intentional, you know, we're all, at least a lot of us are already inclined to sometimes, you know, get on my cell phone or this and that, but that space down there seems to bring everybody mm -hmm. together too. Yeah. Yeah. And we love that opening the French doors between the indoor living and the outdoor living, yep. having that fire go and you can still be with the family doing two separate activities, but still all together um, was a really important piece for us. And I don't know, it just feels, it feels very conversational the whole, the whole home. Yeah. Let's talk about this bedroom here. Yeah. I mean, the pieces that came in Home Depot again. So do you guys only work with Home Depot furniture? Um, In this mostly? space, yeah. in this, uh, in this space and in this house, yes. Everything that you see is which is um, Home Depot. I didn't, I didn't know Home Depot has. I didn't even I know. realize. I know. But even down to the lighting, the lighting yep. fixtures, the way you guys have positioned the house is beautiful. Thank you. So, Thank you. and you incorporated a lot of light into the house. Mm -hmm. A lot of people are very afraid of doing that. Mm -hmm. Talk to us about how you guys came up with the concept of this room, what your thought process was, and then, you know, sure. the end results. Thank you. Thank you. So our biggest um, thing that we wanted to do in this room the queen size bed was on this wall when we when we began and um we had a nice closet door right here i never in my design life have sealed off a closet ever but we did this we did in yeah. this house and that was the first time we've ever done that it might be the last time people don't <laughs> normally take out cabinets in the kitchen or uh cover a closet right. but we knew that we had the access point through the bathroom so we um got that door sealed off and then that allowed us to bring in this big beautiful king size bed um which for a rental property is a must to have that in the primary bedroom um and then we were able to come in with these lighting fixtures which was a really important design factor for me i just felt like they were very romantic very whimsical um and that for me is the statement of the room is is the lighting uh with this headboard so yeah. um this is kind of this was our our focal and then we kind of went out from there, but everything that we wanted to add was just going to be some rich tones, like the wood over here on the dresser, um, very rich. And we tied this in with the rug. We brought in some fun textures with the boucle um, and this ivory yarn. And um, yeah, yeah. Oh, can we? And the uh, and the white on the walls is that the blank canvas? Blank canvas. Yeah. Yep. 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 Home Depot's color of color the year. Of the year. Color of the year. <laughs> it's, almost, it's almost like I know. absence yeah. of color is the totally. color of the year. But it, totally. Yeah, it totally fits after going through COVID. You're like, yep. Blank yeah. canvas. I'm repainting my house white canvas. We're re yeah. It's like a reset. Already, it's I texted like a my wife like earlier this morning. I'm like, you need to check it out. Get on. White canvas. So we we did actually offset um, the trim. The trim. So all the trim and paneling stuff is campfire. Uh, what is it? Uh, campfire ash. Campfire ash. Also okay. So it's just it's just a slight. A, it has a very slight gray undertone yeah. to it, just to kind of offset it just a little bit, give it some more dimension. What's your That's recommendation right. on the the paint type? So are you guys using semi gloss on? On closets, or you I feel like clients? gone are the days of it's, super shiny paint. Unless... I think everything's kind of shifted down. Yes. So it used okay. to be trim, used to be gloss and semi gloss. Yeah. Um, everything's gone down. Um, so walls, eggshell, which is a step just above flat, um, just so that they're wipeable, but they're not going to have any shine to them. Um, and then trim is going to be satin. Okay. Um, and that's that's personal preference, but also what is very on, on trend right now. Mm -hmm. We're kind of going away from the super glossy, shiny paints. Those tend to show a lot of imperfections too. Like mm -hmm. with a paintbrush, you can see all they the lines. They reflect all the light, yeah. And yeah. Um, so this, I feel like this type of paint, this sheen of paint is also very forgiving. So well, I would we, recommend As we wrap up, the other big piece that yeah. we were, when we were coming through, of course, we were coming through in groups and everybody recognized what, what you had done, I guess, with the... Uh, the closet doors. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so talk to us about that. 
So we are like I've never the, seen the done, minute that you see yeah. mirror closet doors, yeah. like that's our mind was like, how do we get rid of that? Yeah. How do we get rid of that? But we're also on a tight budget. We also wanted to make it attainable for homeowners to do themselves. So yeah, do you want to speak to the yeah. doors? And so the doors, um, what we actually did is we removed the mirror from it, um, which left just the structure of of the sliding door. Um, and then what we did is we got we cut a quarter inch plywood um, to size. We put that in there just to replace the thickness. Just so now everything's yes. back to even. Yep. yep. So and then after we did that, then we got some liquid nails and we put the beadboard. The beadboard's mm -hmm. only like an eighth inch mm -hmm. thick, and that's what kind of gives you the dimension of the closet. Mm -hmm. And you just stick that on top, let it dry and paint it. That's it. We use awesome. the existing yeah. frame of the um, of the mirror. Yeah, so. all the same hardware, rollers, all that sort of thing. So that way there wasn't like a ton of heavy lifting. No, yeah. Um, it was something that literally inexpensive. And, yep. I just Very never would have thought about the board. I mean, a class that's why you and me don't do it. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> we, were, we were talking earlier. Yeah. yeah. It takes talent and also, you know, the influencer. Yeah, the talent part fell we, out. So we, we both fell apart on that one. But this project is something that you said it was like two pieces of Two pieces uh, of quarter-inch plywood, two pieces of, of quarter-inch or eighth-inch beadboard, and some paint. So it's and liquid nails. about so, like 100 bucks. 100 bucks. You're yeah, redoing it. Yeah. It looks like a completely different custom closet. It does. And it was something that was super attainable. Cool. Very cool. People want to reach you. Yeah, that's your handle. Um, we are our faux farmhouse right. on Instagram um, or our faux farmhouse.com. Okay. And we will be uh, putting all our information in our notes yep. with links and uh, photos. And uh, this has been an awesome. Incredible project. job, yeah. guys. Thank, Thank you so much. Thank you. We Thank appreciate you. it. <laughs> Thanks for having us. That's it for this week's episode of Guest X. Be sure to sign up for our email list at guestxpodcast.com. That's guest, the letter X, podcast.com. And follow us on your favorite podcast app so you never miss an episode. He is Mr. Guest Experience, Brian O'Malley, and I'm Matthew Loney. Signing off and reminding you to always create a customer experience worth talking about. This podcast is a hospitality.fm production.